from Joburg, South Africa. This is The Get Up on Trans Africa Radio. That is Beyonce featuring um, Wizkid, St. John, and a Blue Ivy. It is called The Brown Skin Girl, coming from The Lion King, The King soundtrack. Absolutely beautiful tune, man. If, you, if you're not a fan of Beyonce, I'm, I'm talking about me here. Um, it is one of those songs that just makes you want to fall in love with Beyonce. You know, it's a beautiful song from Beyonce. But uh, right now, right about now, right about now, we have uh, a guest in the in the building. Well, not in the building per se, but we have a guest on the line, and he goes by the name of Uanele. He's coming from MAT Consulting, and we're going to be talking about. Well, basically, we're going to start by profiling him because he's going to be our resident. Uh, SME Tuesdays uh, gent going on from uh, from here onwards. So we're just going to preview him quickly and speak to him uh, about who he is, where he's from, talk about his business a bit, a little bit, and then we're going to hop straight into the COVID-19 issue with him uh, right about now. Um, Anela, how are you doing, man? Hello, hello, hello. I'm good. Thanks, Nusa. Ah, great stuff, great stuff. Can you hear us loud and clear? All good, all good, all good. How are you doing this morning? Ah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, so, Anela, let's start with Anela. Who is Anela and where is Anela from? Oh, Anele, Umangobo, Wakashabalala, Mushengu. Now, yes. I'm a very chill gentleman from, uh, from Cape Town. I moved to Johannesburg, I think, 2008. So I've been here just over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, extremely family orientated. Uh, also, I consider myself a bit of a cynical optimist. Okay. So that is someone that um, I know I'm going to have a good day, but the moment something bad happens, I'm always like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I know. I knew it. Eh? I knew it. I'm one you of those guys. Basically. Yeah, that's me. Ah, sweet stuff, man. What and what's your what's your personal story? Let's let's break it down for the people. Yeah, my, my personal story is, is is pretty simple in the sense that um, it's funny. I've I've always felt led by by destiny in a way. So I've always been I've always gravitated to teaching and guiding and so on. So if I look at my as as a youngster. I was very involved in the church. Um, mm. I liked I liked going to church. I liked I liked telling people about about religion. I was part of Christian Union when I was younger, and then then to now where you know I teach kids on um, English and maths on, on on weekends and so on. And my friends, um, I think some of them would say that uh, I'm someone that, that they can rely on from an emotional standpoint. Mm. So I've always been interested in that. Um, I've always loved or believed in the idea that um, you, I can always push myself. And I think later on, we'll go into the story of how I've pushed myself to enter this new space and how exciting it really is. Um, I'm excited to almost be jumping off this the proverbial cliff. So that's my, that's pretty much my story. Oh, that's great stuff, man. That's great stuff. Now, M- M- MAT Consulting, um, when when was this started? What was the inception of MAT Consulting? Yeah, very interesting story with, with, with Matt Consulting, uh, MAT. It's funny. It's actually named after my father, my late father. He was, um, again, um, my biggest role model and mm. uh, perhaps the most important person in my life. Um, his name was Umanja Absalom Chabalala. Okay. And so I pretty much took those initials and created Matt Consulting. Mm. But it's funny in the sense that, that the name Matt Consulting is obviously in honor of my father. But if you look at my branding, I use a cactus a lot. And from a spiritual standpoint, the cactus represents kind of maternal and motherly love. Um, as mm. well as the idea of enduring through tough times because you know the cactus is growing deserts. Yes. So that's how the name came about. Um, I worked in large corporates for 10 years. So I've worked for, am I allowed mentioning names of companies? That yeah, go for, for it. Now? Go for it. You can name them. Like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So I, I started my career. I worked for Coca Cola. I then moved on to work for Mondelez, the other guys that do Cadbury. 
uh, mm. the Cadbury brand. I then moved on to uh, PepsiCo. So I did a lot of work around uh, the Pepsi brand, a bit of work in Africa, UEFA Champions League sponsorship and so on. Then I moved okay. to Diageo. And now I, and it's funny because I've, I've always loved the, the idea of marketing, but I, I always wondered if my if that was going to be the central point to which I, I do business. And so um, after kind of um, uh, an, an interesting year in 2018, I decided to leave corporate mm. and start my own company. And my, and it's funny, at the time I didn't know I was starting a company. You know, sometimes you, you do something and you're like, hey, I'll see how it goes type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So then it's, it's funny because my first, my first client was, was actually in Cameroon. So here mm. I was uh, in end of September, 2000, uh, 2018, Leaving SA, going straight to Douala, and I'm having um, a people and process discussion with an advertising agency that I had worked with in my last company. Mm. I must tell you, day one, I think 15 minutes into that session, I was like, this is it. I am absolutely obsessed with helping companies um, get a good balance of people and their processes so they can actually um, perform optimally. And mm. so that's why kind of on my LinkedIn profile, I say that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a change specialist. So that's what I do. All right. Okay, but let's, let, let's break it down on a day-to-day. What yep. does MAT Consulting do? Absolutely. absolutely. So MAT Consulting is essentially um, a non-traditional training, training agency, okay? So when I say that I, I look after kind of the people agenda and the process agenda behind organizations, from a people point of view, um, I fundamentally believe that um, people can't perform past their self-image. Mm. And that when people go to work at some point, they, we go into environments where we shrink. Either the environment doesn't allow you to be kind of exactly who you are, or you have a problem with the boss, or the nature of work is something that you're kind of testing. And so I've partnered with organizations that, um, well, one in particular for the training piece called Leadership Management International. And so they believe in behavioral training. And the idea is that is that there are mental hindrances that we are kind of preconditioned in our existence, either from childhood, because think about it, you spend a large percentage of your life listening to what other people say about you. That's true. And you you never really get a full story of who I am, this is what I want to do, this is my skills. Mm. And so this training takes you through what are your hindrances, what are the habits that you've kind of given into, and how can you form a new a new version of you that that's and that's actually linked to goals so i think a lot of times you do training and training is about is about education but the knowledge and application in office is not tested so that's the methodology of it so i so i've targeted a, um, a few segments and i go and run facilitated sessions with people and pretty much take them through 12-week programs or eight-week programs on who are you trying to be and how do you build those those goal structures because again I think um, the reason why we don't have goals is because we're actually just terrified of failing. That's, that's the biggest true. problem. We just mm. think of doing something big in our lives and you're like, Oof, where did I even start? That's the one piece, okay? Mm. The second piece is the, the the process piece. So again, that's the second part of the big levers that the companies have. I think that um, uh, processes are a big part of kind of companies' competitive advantage. Mm. And... So the big process that, and the main reason why people go to work is to be remunerated. But companies don't have correct uh, performance management systems, tools, processes in place that actually take their real development in the company um, mm. into account. So I've essentially partnered with, a, with an organization called Lattice. They run in America. 
um, in San Francisco Bay Area. They've been around for four years and they have a very progressive um, performance management tool that, that promotes continuous feedback. And so I market that into, into the African continent. And I'm very excited to be doing that. And I'm finding more and more local partners and local plugins. And so that's what I do. I, I call clients, I engage with clients. Um, I speak to, uh, to people like yourself. Mm. Um, <laughs> I wake up with excitement in my heart because I'm, I'm doing exactly what I should be doing at this point in my life. So I'm, I'm, I feel extremely blessed. Okay, that sounds that sounds that sounds very that sounds very exciting. It's very exciting times for you, man. And now let's talk about a gap yes. in the industry. Is there really a gap or in the market for this? Is there are people really in need of this service? Yes. So it's it, it's 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 a funny one because it's it's all about leadership style and and and, and mindset. And I mm. think that's actually what I want to talk about, particularly with with uh, with COVID in particular. Um, but just from a just from a business point of view. There definitely is a gap in the market. In other words, people do understand that the biggest lever within their business is how to get people to perform. And mm. um, the biggest problem sometimes that people don't have the tools, or and also there's a, there's a fundamental belief in society that people don't change. Okay, I, I, I look, I don't, I don't know who's spoken to you or maybe who you've dated in the past, but I'm sure in the past people have been like, "Hey, I'm in Ty. Will you ever change?" And it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 an interesting one because because I had to get over that mental hump. Mm. Firstly, to be able to run my own business. So I had to come face to face with my habits, my routines, my idea of personal responsibility, my idea of positive expectancy, and if I have the self-belief to actually go forward. So there is a gap in the market. People do recognize it. I just think that people find it hard to really double click on it. And also, it's tricky running a company because if you're trying to get people to a certain point and you've set out a six-month plan or one-year plan and things aren't going to plan, you have to make drastic changes. Yes, you but do. The, the, you have to. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. And I think that's what's going to happen a lot with with, uh, with COVID. Again, something for, for later on in the conversation. So in summary, there is definitely um, an opportunity. There's definitely a gap. I think people want to do better. I think companies want to respect uh, and honor and put their people in a position to win. Mm. Um, and so that's a conversation that I'm that I'm that I'm trying to champion. All right. So essentially, your focus is on the people. My, absolutely, my my focus is, is is totally on the people. It's funny because I come from a marketing background. So in the past, my focus was on grabbing people's attention and saying, "Look, buy me, buy me, buy me." Yes. Whereas now, I'm trying to grab uh, people's attention, and now I'm trying to say, "Engage with me deeper." how can we get you to the place that, that you want to be? So I'm still serving the same target group as such. Mm. Um, it's just that my, my stakeholders to um, uh, to some degree have changed. They have switched, yeah. All right, now let's talk about COVID-19, right? Um, yeah, Bob. We, we've, we've entered into uncharted territory right about now. We, yeah. we're, in, we're in unknown lands. Any Every business right now is panicking. We don't, we've never been in such a situation. We don't know where, what to do, where to start, etc. So, I mean, how does, how does the government lockdown impact business? Let's just start it from there. Yes. So it's, 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 it's a tricky one. You know, in my mind, I was trying to build analogies and scenarios of how, mm-hmm. how best to explain this, but essentially for businesses, it's, it's very tricky because what's actually going to happen is with more businesses being shut down, there's essentially no cash flow. Mm-hmm. Going from going from businesses to its users, and from the users to essentially the families. So the family gets impacted because there's no money coming in. Um, the confidence in the family is, is also lowered, and, and essentially there's no revenue being generated. Okay. Mm. Um, 
we have seen some uh, some uh, some job cuts so smaller businesses are, are having to cut larger organizations are lucky in a sense that i mean we've seen a lot of um talk in the media around around um like large execs taking pay cuts mm, um mm. some companies are deciding to either go through they they're giving the employees the option to say listen we're either going to retrench or you'll take a pay cut so it's going to be a lot of cost cutting so i think the, the one word is essentially cost cutting um and companies will have to be clear on where exactly they cost cut so we can expect we can expect a lot of cost cutting across across the board yes um will certain industries die it's i guess it's it's too it's too early to tell we know that hospitality uh is uh, and tourism is, in, is impacted heavily and we rely um quite a bit on tourism in this country both internally and uh, both internal and external tourism that is so true that is so true I, i'm not sure if this is in your scope or not but don't you think that, that isn't there insurance for such measures there there definitely is uh there definitely is for uh, uh, uh for such measures i'm not clear on the on the technicality so i think what the guys are actually doing is that they um applying for kind of short term cash flow relief mm. which is for a certain time period but there after firstly there's a there's a there's a requirement for you to um to pay part of it back um and your business still needs to go so you have to decide if during this period how are you either going to diversify your business move into a, a, a different space it's a, it's a it's an interesting time for everyone and i think that's why i mentioned up front the, the piece around mindset so mm. i think that the theme for me is really around business unusual and how you go about reinventing yourself during this time is extremely important absolutely important man absolutely important trans africa radio made in africa This, this is Trans Africa Radio. So, what is the what is the personal uh, or rather employee impact from measures taken by by government at this point in time? Oh, the the, the, the employee one is, uh, is 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 quite an interesting one because I think at different phases of the of the of the lockdown, I think people have a different reaction. And as as an employee, you need to be quite you need to keep your ear on the ground in terms of what's happening in the company and mm-hmm. um, it's funny within companies there's always that one person knows more than the next person and mm. there's rumors and there's there's this boss said to this boss that this is going to happen so it's it's important for you to to take what you can from those discussions um i hope that you have a leader who's both brave and courageous um to speak the truth to be honest about um about what the company's actually doing to 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 put them in a position to firstly secure everyone's jobs mm-hmm. okay um and i think that the, the the second piece from an employee point of view is that there's probably three things that you need to be um be wary of okay mm-hmm. one is um opportunity so there will be less opportunity potentially for you to go up the organization potentially if you leave the organization and go to another organization what level will those people um be be hiring at so people i think people will find enough be more open to lateral moves in search for job security mm-hmm. so just be clear on in your mindset what does opportunity look like i would suggest cementing your place in your company with your skills is probably the the, the um uh, the best bet mm. so increasing your value with the current employer the second piece is performance anxiety I cannot stress how important yes. this is. In other words, I think I think also at home wondering, does my employee actually value me? 
can they see the work that I'm doing? Do these people see that I'm up at seven and, and not <laughs> sleeping until until nine p.m.? Accurate. We're all like, can my boss, can my boss just see that I'm I'm putting in the work so it's so that when 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 anything goes down thereafter, I'm in a good position to to uh, uh, to to, uh, to keep my job. Mm. So have those performance discussions, and make sure that that you and your boss are are, are aligned on your deliverables, um, and what's important to be delivered at, during this point. And the last one, Ty, I can't express this enough, is your mindset. Yes. Uh, your mind is all you can protect. Is all mm. you can protect from the world. So be careful how much information you actually get into your brain, because more often than not, what you think is what you do. Mm. So protect, yeah. So protect your mind from um, from um, from kind of gambling with the future a bit too much. All right, so let me put you on the spot quickly, right? Let me put you on the spot quickly. Say, say, let's take it this back be a fun. bit. <laughs> let's take it back a bit. Say you're still at Coca-Cola, right? And uh, COVID-19 hits your part of the marketing department. What would you do? Is this, what do I do from a marketing to consumers point of view? Or what do I do in terms of me within the company? Marketing to consumers. Oh, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. Simply because, firstly, as a personal responsibility and from a company point of view, they don't want to promote overconsumption, right? So Coca-Cola mm. is essentially an, an impulse purchase. So you go into the store, you see a Coke, and you will you will buy it. It's not a it's not a planned purchase m- most of the time. Okay, mm. um, they're not going to promote uh, overconsumption. So they're not going to all of a sudden say, oh, because less people are going to the store, potentially buy three instead of four, right? So a lot of the work I'd be doing during this time is more around speaking about the Coke brand, what the Coke brand stands for, what we are doing to sympathize. And they say, well, actually empathize with a consumer. So a lot of consumer work I'll be doing, particularly with social media and and that content is empathizing with with my uh, with my consumers. So if, if I have social media content, all of a sudden I'll be showing um, a Coke can uh, laying on the couch or a, a Coke can uh, watching TV or a Coke can in front of a laptop. I mean, there's, mm. there's various ways for, for you to keep the brand personality and show that you have empathy with what the consumers are, 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 are absolutely going through. So I'll find nice quirky ways. I'm, I'm a very quirky dude as well. <laughs> I can tell. I definitely can yeah. tell. All right, let's get into a music interval right about now, taking it all the way to the land of uh, Nigeria. It is Burner Boy with a song titled On The Low. When we come back, we're still going to be talking with Anele Chabalala. Let's go when we're making love On the low On the low On the low that is Burner Boy with a song titled On The Low coming at you from uh, the land of Nigeria. It comes from his uh, African Giant album, which is an absolute smash hit. If you haven't heard the African Giant album by now, oh man, do I have news for you. You definitely need to go out there and check it out because it is doing the absolute most all across the globe. But for now, the time is exactly 17 minutes after the hour, 7 a.m. Central African time. And on the line, we have Mr. Anele Shabalala. And we're talking all things COVID-19 and MAT consulting. So we're looking at it from a business standpoint at this point in time rather than just uh, generic. All right, so um, Anele, right now we need to talk about uh, one thing, right, and which is very, very key, and that is, um, what challenges should we expecting at times like this, at this moment in time? What challenges should we be, should we be expecting? Yeah, the 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 challenge is really around more uncertainty than not. So I think, I think it's funny because the, the story is pretty much taken from the the, the um, from the time you're a child to the time you're an adult, mm. pretty much managing uncertainty, right? And it's quite weird that now, I mean, I'm, I'm quite an older dude, but um, managing the uncertainty of what tomorrow holds, I think is the, is, is, the, is the absolute tricky part, which is why I think from a mentality and mindset and mental routine point of view, 
you need to be in a place where you could still wake up with the same passion, with the same desire to do what makes you happy, to add your value in the world. Um, you don't have to go around um, wanting to have all of the latest news and the latest facts um, and kind of all the um, all the news, all the new updates and so on. So keep your circle of influence, uh, keep a circle of influence uh, small. But the challenge will be how much of it of the outside world is actually going to change you and 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 what it is that that is important to you. Mm, okay, that is that is actually very very true. You need to make sure that you're not. Yeah you are in the right frame of mind. But in terms of mental health, let's talk about mental health. What sort of mental health, Good morning. What, what, what should we be looking at in terms of that? Yeah, so, so, so from a mental health point of view, it's funny because the, 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 the isolation has, has, has hit people in different ways. Um, you have the introverts who are saying, this is what I've been used to, this is my general vibe. Mm. I don't like hanging out with people anyway. Uh, they take too much of my energy. And then you get the extroverts that are like, I need to go out. This is not going to work for me. People are taking yes. jogs in their little gardens, in complexes or in, in areas where you live and you can't even jog, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I think for, from, from a mental health point of view, I think um, the one thing is uh, is all, always keep your mind engaged. So whether it is through um, reading or learning, always make sure that, that, that your mind is engaged. You don't have to always be involved uh, or reading content that's specific to your uh, to your profession, I think try find something new to kind of keep keep the mind ticking, mm. right? The second piece is be very sure of your off buttons, right? So as I said earlier, I think I feel like we're working earlier and then sleeping later. So the routine is a, is, is 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 a bit messed from that point of view. So be sure on how you actually switch off. So if you work in one area, don't also have the same area you work in be the same area area you relax, read a book, and engage with friends. Um, mm. um, you know what I mean. Uh, in so try separate uh, those two as much as possible. Uh, the third piece is I've all, I always encourage people to write. Um, weird enough, I'm a big fan of journaling just as a way to kind of uh, capture my my mental state. Mm. Just that when when all of this kind of um, is is a when we kind of reach a, a simpler, easier time, you can kind of go back to be like, okay, so this is how I handle stress. This is what I started to do. And so when you move forward in your life, you almost have a play-by-play book of how you handled the most stressful event of, 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 of 2020. So that's why I fundamentally believe in journaling. So it's, it's a story of, of, of your of your of your life. Then the last piece is try and keep actively fit um, in ways that make sense to you. So keep the heart rate, keep the heart rate pumping, keep the blood in your in your in your body pumping. Mm. Uh, you can also um, do not snack. Well, within that, it's funny because, <laughs> hey man, I'm 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 eating ty. I'm eating. I also can't stop man. eating. Yo, it's it's crazy. Yo, I me me put a biscuit in front of me now, twenty four seven. Watch how that thing disappears. Seriously, it's insane. So I'm um, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm also challenging myself in that in in, in, in that way mm. to kind of find find a bit more balance, but also just w- watch what you put into your body and so on. And also just like w- when you have times to relax or if you have a bad day, don't don't beat yourself up. Up, uh, up for it as much. I mean, it's, it is it is new uncharted territory. Mm, um, that's true. Things will definitely get better. Things will go back to a different version um, of normal. And I, and I think it's funny because I think the biggest thing for us is actually the freedom, the freedom to decide to 
go somewhere, speak to my friends, mm. go visit a client and so on. And so the moment you take away that freedom, it's almost like that world is caving on me, feeling mm. comes to us. And it's, 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 it's quite an interesting one to, 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 to watch and, and observe. Mm. How are you handling it? You know, I'm so rude. I haven't even asked how you are doing. I'm great, man. I'm handling it actually pretty well. Um, I've, I've just been, yeah. well, I, I come to work every morning, so I'm, I'm lucky in that aspect. I get to leave the house um, and yeah. I get to leave pretty late here. So I'm, I'm at the office pretty much most of the day. So I'm, I'm, my life is normal. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm lucky are in you that l- aspect. Are you, are, you, are you finding it hard encouraging other people around you a lot? Because I'm sure there's times even when you're like, oh, how how's it, you know I mean? how do i handle this i mean I'm, a, I'm i'm more of an introvert so in terms of in terms of um the way everything is going right now i'm actually very happy with not necessarily with the lockdown but with the way i've handled it um i'm mostly okay. at the office or at home generally so uh, my life is basically normal i i did not know my life was this isolation my day-to-day is living in isolation i figured that out after this lockdown started you know but um awesome. the, i feel like the awesome. one thing i actually wrote an article about it um the other day as well i was featured in another article as well is the whole working from home concept it becomes very tricky w- when you're working remotely do you think that businesses are going to start working remotely after the lockdown because some businesses are flourishing some are not what would you what would your take be on that yes so i think the international multinational and large kind of larger corporations um did have a level of of work from home policy in place mm. at varying degrees so different departments where you could take a day here or a day there um i mean personally in my past i used to work a lot in african markets so i'd only go into the office if it was required because a lot of the work i did was essentially in in, in central a bit of west and, and, and east africa mm. so um from a technology point of view i think more and more companies were tested with um the fact that they had to get people prepared to work from home and install the systems i mean i i mean i have a friend who pretty much had a whole actual computer and actual printer delivered to the house with her actual files mm. there was there was literally her place, her, her, um, her place. She sends me pictures. Is like a, is, it's an absolute mess. Um, so That's companies ha- were were pushed were pushed for this move. Whether I think they'll keep it or not is pretty dependent. I think remember early on we spoke about cost cutting. Yes. I think it just depends on their cost cutting um, initiatives um, and, and program. In other words, if they're saying that, oh, we're renting this massive large space. Do we actually need all of it or can we keep some people working from home in the short term while we get our our our, our cash reserves back to uh back, back to where they need to yes um because rental space is a, is, is a big part of it uh, you, uh, you can only imagine so i think so i think companies will allow you to potentially work from home um, but I, I don't know if it'll be a long-term way of, of, of doing things. And I think that it's a style that will, I think it's a style of working that, that will really have to get used to. It's, it's tricky though, I must be honest with you. It's very tricky, but I, I think we'll have to get used to it. It's something that is possibly, might be happening in the future. All right, Anneli, yes, thank sure. you very much for joining us. I really can't wait to start engaging with you. Welcome to the Get Up family. We'll see you again next week, correct? Deeply honored. Thank you very much, man. Have a great day. All right. So that is uh, Anele Shabalala. He's a brand new member of the Get Up family. He's going to be joining us each and every single Tuesday for SME Tuesdays at exactly 7 a.m. Central African time on the dot. Thank you for joining us, man. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Can't wait for next week because this just enlightened me a little bit as to how we can uh, work from home, number one, who, who Anele is as in terms of joining us going forth. And uh, basically the whole COVID-19 from a business perspective did, did really enlighten me. But for now, let's get straight back into the music. Uh, 
Um, it's some uh, Black Diamond with a song titled Love Letter. And when we come back, we're giving you the update. This is Trans Africa Radio. Trans Africa Radio, made in Africa.